Welcome back to the question and answer session for uh, with Hayes Nick and Hugh Hugh Mech, uh, talking about. We talked about um, <clears throat> the last episode. We talked about um, three sixteen jump town. We talked about uh, you know is this a make or break year for CIG for Star Citizen, and we talked about uh, you know Squadron forty two expectations. You know what would you think from it? Uh, so if you, if you missed that, check that right over there. If you're watching this on YouTube. If you listen to this on the podcast, ooh, excuse me. If you listen to this on the podcast, please do. Um, you know, it's so the previous episode as well. And uh, yeah, this is the question and answer. So these are where chat live on Twitch uh, every Saturday at uh, five p.m. or six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Um, Pacific. Uh, we'll come on. They'll, they'll ask uh, questions in chat and interact with with us, and we'll try to answer it live. So come join us there if uh, in the future if you're interested in that on twitch.tv slash the Astro Pub. All right. So the first question comes from Normandy Revenge, who asks, how is everyone on the table doing today? Great. Thank Good. you. Yeah. Hope you're doing well as well also. Yeah. I'm, Cheers. I got, got water, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Despite everything, okay. I'm doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah coffee, co- coffee in my uh, special, uh, you know, mug that kind of <laughs> expresses my mood all the time. <laughs> I promise I'm, I'm holding a drink that you can't tell. So Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next question comes from Elwook, who asks, does CIG need to cap spending by player or do something similar in good faith to repair the reputation in the gaming industry and the gaming community? Cap spending prevent people from spending things. Spending too much? No, because it's you, no that that no, no. <laughs> like I'm all for like them having to like move all ships to in-game purchases, but telling people no, you can't spend your money on something like that's too that's out of your reach. No, no one should be doing that. Yeah, it's also that's, that's all a personal decision. Like if someone wants to spend ten thousand dollars pledging for a game that's up to them you only have to spend 45 to play this game so yeah and yeah. if people if you if you put a cap on it people will find a way around it people will, yeah. will make a new account and then buy something on the new account like yeah. there's no real way to stopping that it, a lot of what CIG is doing it, they kind of they kind of put themselves in a corner because the funding model is ships has been always will be that's just how they make money and without a publisher, they need that money to keep flowing in. And the only other way that they can keep that money flowing in is single player experiences that they can sell. That also takes time and effort as well. So yeah. they're just kind of in it a weird is, position. Yeah. It is going to be an interesting to see. Go ahead. Who goes ahead? No, Go ahead. Nick, Nick you were Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it will be an interesting transition from when they actually do release a product, have a sellable product. Um, and then they transition what they plan to do to transition for their financing model after that. So it'll be interesting to see if they are going to, I would, I would be okay if they release concept ships continuously and it's like, you guys can buy this pledges, but maybe kind of just like, you know, only as those ones. And then once they release, they're actually in game immediately for in game purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be okay with that. Not some of this, not this like you know okay maybe the next one or two patches you could buy it in game but like immediately when it's already it's in game purchasable because of the people who bought it i would i would be okay with that uh i would be way more okay with them i know they said they wouldn't do this but i would be way more okay if they made it subscription only mm-hmm. i mean i would be way more than okay with that if it avoided any kind of possibility of all this extra stuff and BS from happening to kind of unbalance the economy through just people having lots of money and using that lots of money. I mean, you they can try to restrict alpha UEC purchased on each account, but then you'll just have people who will be like, well, I'll just make multiple accounts and then just point all the UEC, alpha UEC to my character. Like, mm-hmm. there's ways around everything. So, I mean, I think if they just want to, ha- I, I would be more okay with that kind of funding model if in the transition, but I think that's going to be a one good conversation to have when we get there on that transition. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly on the subscription model, I think overall just the experience of star citizen would be better if we all were required to pay $10 a month or so to play the game and ships were not purchasable with, uh, you know, real money at release. 
Um, though I do like the idea of concept sales being a thing, um, and then once the concept is over, you can never pay actual money for it again. Um, but there, there is always concern of uh, gambling addiction and anything mm -hmm. like that with any sort of transaction with real money. So, um, yeah, it would be nice to just keep it all in game. And for the experience that it is, it's completely worth ten dollars a month. So, I, I, I mean, from a financial point of view, I don't think subscription model works. I think an alter, an all, uh, an optional subscription model would work, but I don't think it's going to happen. Just because. There's no games, no MMOs that use subscription models anymore. Um, MMO doesn't? Or I'm sorry, <laughs> WoW doesn't? WoW is the Final Fantasy XIV doesn't, and that has like the biggest, that's like the one of the biggest MMOs right now. Yeah, but those okay. two are the biggest. So it's an accessibility those, issue? <laughs> yeah, those two are the biggest MMOs, so they don't have to really worry about, because people will pay it up for those, for those, those, those event things. But like outside of those two big ones, there's almost no MMO that yeah. does, that does, they, they do buy to play or free to play. Um, it makes it harder. To... No one plays them anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but people but making... are still playing WoW and Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, but making a subscription model <laughs> won't make more people do it. They tried the subscription model with like uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, and they still lost people. They actually gained more people when they went free to play. So yeah, I was part of that whole game release and like community upset at them changing it to a free-to-play model because it felt like it was just a half-assed sort of thing because they didn't mm -hmm. plan it out and then all of a sudden it was free-to-play and then all the good content was now blocked and I spent like 200 plus dollars on that game and then all of a sudden yeah. it was free and so that felt like a burn. The one uh, MMO I played uh, it did the opposite of that. It started out free-to-play with a paid subscription. It turned super pay-to-win and then they released Arcage Unchained, which was then their paid subscription model, and it removed all that pay to win. And huh. they did the opposite of that. And there was a big influx of people going to it. And they're like, if this game released like this, it wouldn't have had any of those issues and it would have actually had a strong player base. But I remember Arcage. Um, I played it when it was yeah. free just for a bit. So yeah, it's really it's it's kind of interesting to see like where the state of free to free to play and the uh buy to play and and paid subscriptions are right now because i feel like a lot of people say paid subscriptions are dead but then i feel like once you actually see the benefits of paying a subscription for games like final fantasy 14 um arcade the differences between arcade free to play which is super pay to win and the arcade unchained mm -hmm. which is a very fair game for everyone i i think it kind of really leads itself to benefit a lot of players and have them see that yeah you know i think i would rather pay a subscription than deal with all this other stuff that i wouldn't want to deal with i just don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because star citizen wants to be as much like like star citizen gains fund funding right now every time they do a free to a free flight they gain a ton of new people every time they do a free flight but that's only because yeah. people are not interested in the game until they play it it's one of those games where it's going to always have that 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 stigma over it of that it was this, you know, four hundred million dollar game. Even when it comes out, then people are just going to say, "Oh, it's 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 pay to win because you can get an Idris and not understand how the game actually functions." Uh, it would take it'll take a long time for Star Citizens the stigma surrounding Star Citizen to evaporate to the point where they can even discuss other alternative models. But you know. Especially because like, it was promised that it wouldn't be a subscription-only model, yeah. so that they're kind of tied there. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. Next question comes from Steve B. Dancer, who asks, "Do you feel they need to start taking care of the tech debt they keep creating?" Tech debt. Tech debt. For those of you who don't know, tech debt. Tech debt is is a as a it's a catch-all term that basically just means that like. Say in scope creep, it's no. It's more like <laughs> say in um, three seventeen they release um, everything they want to, but they're they don't quite fix like a certain problem with like a bug or a certain. They don't finish making the hangers. They kind of have something else that have to do, and so they kind of cut off of the hangers, so you you don't get the full access to all your hangers. And they said, "Ah, oh, we'll get back to it at when we when we free up more time in the next patch." But then something mm. else comes in, and then that also has there's another problem with say 
a gun or with a ship that they need to go back and say, oh, we'll just we'll do that. And then it just piles up like the amount of stuff that needs to go back to and fix gets piled up, but it can never go back to it because it's already been fixed as good as as good as it possibly was. And then I eventually mean, then then you eventually have this pile of things you have to go back to. That's that's what they're asking. They're talking about. So. I, I think I all of that tech debt needs to happen during polish phase for the game. Once it's at a point where the Star Citizen is getting close to beta or is in beta, then they can work on those extra things that were either promised or set to the side, and hopefully it all shows up at the same time at release. Um, but I would say I don't care about it until we're in a beta state. It's also important to remember that a lot of tech debt is... Uh, what detect that is is complicated because um if your moby glass is bust busted like the moby glass in star map is busted and it has that weird thing where you can't like you know the, the zoom in problems and all those sorts of things mm -hmm. <laughs> that doesn't matter to be fixed because they're going to completely replace the map so there's no point in going in and trying to fix that. It's just leave it as it is. But that is tech debt because yeah. it could be fixed. It could have it has some issues it can go back into. So it, it is semi-functional though. If it becomes a problem where I can no longer navigate to say yeah. between Hurston and Crusader, then yeah, it becomes an issue. But for now, I can still do that. So I, I'm okay with that. And they yeah, right now the functionality is there. It's just it's not a it's not good. It's not good. It's buggy, but you can still work around it. You can still use it. So it's not kind of broken and they need it fixed now, but they're waiting on it to get somewhere else because they need to deal with some other things first before they can deal with that. It's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, like the star map. It's just they're reworking it. They're completely rebuilding it from scratch to have it be more in line with probably what they have with the star map on the website. So why? why work on the quantum problems, quantum travel problems now, and that's going to be addressed when they do the full star map rework. So, mm -hmm. yeah, And they're doing like physicalized oh. quantum now soon. So like why, why fix the quantum issues now when you've got an entirely new system that's coming in? Yeah. Yeah. A good example of that is uh, the speeder bikes. They were awful for years, hated them. And I've always loved the concept of being able to fly uh, some sort of grav love bike along the ground in like a fun way uh, as a motorcyclist. That, that stuff just really excites me. So, like, you know, bless David Coulson for doing what he did, but, like, all of a sudden, we just got some whole new uh, way of dealing with and flying the uh, the speeder bikes, and, and they're now usable and fun, and I don't really have any criticisms for them. I think they're good within their limitations, and that was just a state of, it's broken, completely unusable, I like that it's going to be a thing, and now all of a sudden it's usable. I like I like that type of workflow, to be honest. I'd rather them revamp something holistically than yeah. uh, tinker away at it, fixing a, a current system just to make people happy about it. Yeah, and uh, as well with the inventory system, when that got fully replaced, that kind of also like set in the precedent for along with the gravel vehicle of like CIG will do it. They will fix it. It yeah. will be good. And, you know, it's not a matter of if they're going to get to it or not. It's a matter of when they're going to get to it just yeah. due to the scheduling. But Speaking with a studio with 1,200 people, in the future, they should see, get to these issues see faster. The last thing we talked about with, with the, this 1,200 <laughs> people studio. Um, <laughs> so, so people are pointing in chat that, that what I just mentioned wasn't tech debt. It's not tech debt, but some people will think it's tech debt. That's the thing. Like That's the, the, the reality. Is that there are tech debts out there. There's like, like mining has its own tech debt because it's got a bunch of stuff left over that I wasn't finished and needs to go back and get reworked. But they actually have dedicated teams that go back and do tech debt. Um, one of the things that is I've discovered by studying how CAG does their development, uh, they tend to they have their whole team. Like each studio has its own team. Each team uh, has their own teams, and each team has a uh, upstream and downstream component. Sometimes they have an entire team that just does upstream, some entire team that does downstream. And so if this team, say the USPU team, is waiting on a um, uh, the tools team to finish the tools before they can fix the next thing they want to do, then they'll take that time and go back and work on tech debt and fix problems because they have six months uh, for their their kind of segment of what they're working on um, to to 
work on it, which gives them time to take vacations and, and all sorts of things. So it gives them more time to go back and fix things or experiment with new ideas if they're waiting on the upstream team to finish a big component for their next project. So uh, as a result, we we don't really have a lot of tech debt in Star Citizen. Mostly of what we have is placeholder systems that need to be replaced. So, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, an engine team has a deliverable called bug fixing and tech debt. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah. it's literally in the roadmap. Um, Just fix the game. The whole yeah. Just fix the game. If it's, it's the engine, it's it. the engine team. They're, it's it's a bunch of Germans who are very very de- dedicated to, to to making the game work. So yeah, I I, I believe if, if someone's just going to fix the game, I think it's I think it's Frankfurt. <laughs> Don't disturb the Germans. Give them beer. Lock them in a room. Just let them be. <laughs> uh, Steve B. Dancer asks, Do you feel that once they release Squadron Forty Two for PC, they will roll the money into port and port it to console? I think a console port is very possible. I mean, way back, they originally had the PS4 dev kit, and they were testing it on the PS4 hardware, but they realized that the PS4 hardware wasn't actually capable to run Star Citizen. However, with the new PS5 and Xbox One hardware, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't revisit it and at least plan it out into the future for a Star Citizen release on console in the future, but not as a release. It's just leaving money on the table. If if they don't yeah. do it, they can hire a a team to port it and make money. I can off see of Theaters of War or something like that going mm-hmm. into a console. Maybe not the entire MLB, but, um, Squadron Forty Two. Absolutely. Jim <laughs> Tonic says in chat, waiting for Paul to say every Chris Roberts title has been released on console. Every Wing Commander has been released <laughs> on console. Uh, Freelancer <laughs> has not. It's the only one that hasn't. But I think even Privateer was on console. But yeah, every single Chris Roberts Wing Commander game has uh, been onto a console. Everyone. Uh, so the reality that that Star Citizen is or Squad Forty Two is definitely going to go on a console at some point. We don't know oh, for sure. sure. It's just not going to go come out right away. It's going to be released on PC, and then they'll find a way to port it later. Um, even I even don't think we're going to see it on Steam um, because I think. That's just leaving. That's putting it onto Steam would be like giving Valve money for no reason. Lots of yeah, yeah. It's literally saying here, take our money Mm -hmm. (laughs) for no reason. They have their store; it works. They don't need it. Yeah, and it comes down to that momentum thing. Like people who care about Star Citizen already know to go to their website, download their launcher, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of games like this have their own launchers so it's not like it's unusual and the amount of news stories coming out about Star Citizen negative or positively they're all linking to like the CIG website so mm-hmm. yeah uh, well, it's the, all good press no no such thing as bad press as long as they spell your name right yeah that's 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 yeah. the rule <laughs> and that seems <laughs> to be the case like I swear to god every time there's a new article out there where it's like Star Citizen raises X million dollars no release in sight like suddenly the funding goes whoop. It's like yeah. either people are spite buying or new people are finding the game and going, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Like uh I'm surprised but, people can think for themselves. <laughs> uh I, I do think that Squad 42 will see will show up on Steam, but I think it'll show up in Steam like a year after it's already been released, uh, you know, physically. Cause then at that point it's like, well, we'll just get the rest of the people who have never heard of this damn thing. I, th- I yeah, think on Steam. They gotta get the I, money first. I think yeah. they would put it more so on the Epic if they could put it on the Epic oh. Game Store because Epic. they have a much better cut. They would Epic get a much will, better cut. Epic will pay them to do it too. That's the thing. Like Epic yeah. will pay CIG to put their put it put it on their store because that's what Epic does. So Epic release also, first, then maybe a year or two Steam. Something. Also, yeah. don't forget it's an Amazon Lumberyard game. They could spread that all over Amazon. Could maybe want to spread that all over Amazon. So I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon uh, pitches in for some some of the uh, the advertising for for Squadron Forty Two because it's on their engine. So yeah, you know. Um, all right, next question comes from. Um, oh, speaking of the engine, from CV Dancer, who asks, "Do you feel once they start the next game in the series, they will change from Lumberyard to a different game engine?" No. No. way too much investment in this i mean by next game do they mean the next story arc or their whole next new entirely new game 
next game in the series. So next, like, next game two, in the part series. Two. Okay. Part two. Yeah, no, they're not going to, no, no, they're not going to do that. No, but I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they switched to Unreal Engine 5 if they were making a new IP. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make a new IP. I think Cloud Imperium Games is going to make Star Citizen and Star Citizen-related games for the rest of eternity, as long as they can keep the lights on. I I think Lumberyard will get as much use out of it as possible. They've spent, well, a decade now working on figuring out what their engine is and how their technology is going to be and integrating all these things into a ridiculously complex online game through server meshing and all that. All that investment is not just going to get thrown out the window. A A new engine would require a whole new set of programming. So no, yeah. that's not going away. Yeah. I mean, um, a good example of this, of, of why people change um, engines would be looking at uh, Piranha games when they made, they made MechWarrior Online with the Christ, uh, with, with the uh, Crytek engine. And um, they had the same problem that everybody has with, uh, with Crytek um, that uh, they're, bad company and they don't know how to support their 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 engine and they've kind of gotten desperate so when they came for them to make mech warrior 5 they they said let's just build it in a new engine and so they just exported all their assets and then re- revamped it into build it with a new engine with unreal and uh it runs a lot better on unreal i'll say that yeah but it, that's, that's the move <laughs> That's that, but but the reason why they would do that is because they just didn't have the support. CIG literally has people who built the original Cry Cry Engine, like original yeah. creators of the Cry Engine, working for them in their Frankfurt studio. Like, there's no reason for them to change uh, server uh, change um, uh, engines when they basically have their own engine, their own version of Cry Engine with the with with that they they could constantly update. The lumberyard thing was more of a we want access to AWS and you know better working environment, but and from I what I can tell, they're completely legally separated from Crytek and CryEngine now. Like, yeah, there's no reason for them to even keep the engine at all similar to Crytek. Yeah, I, yeah, I just feel like good. They're definitely in until like the day like Star Citizen closes down, which will probably not be for be for like another. 20 years 25 years it'll probably be a quarter century game if that or if if longer but i feel like in, until the tech gets old and they think about making a new game they're not going to consider a new engine yeah no um and and let me do it this way the cry the uh the crytek engine is not a bad engine but it doesn't have any support from from crytek that's the problem you know like the CryEngine is 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 fine. It's just when the that's a great engine. It's, be, it's the, pretty. <laughs> yeah, it does a lot of things that Unreal can't do or doesn't do well. Each engine has their own advantages. It's just when Crytek themselves aren't supporting it effectively, then there's no point in using an engine that doesn't have support. You know, that's why Unreal gets a lot of love because it's not just a good engine, but it also has all of. Um, I think it's own. It's owned by Epic Studios, isn't it? Like, it's like Epic themselves yep. own unreal so like yep they've got the money that's what they that, use for their games yeah it's the dosh that they use to 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 like completely support it and keep making new stuff for it so yeah uh, all right next question comes from uh, askabar one who asks what's the first thing you plan to do with the bmm when it comes out for me it's i'm going to be ramming it directly into an 890 jump and see who lives <laughs> uh it, <laughs> Humek, what about you? What, what are you going to do when, uh, you, when, the, when the BMM comes out? I'm going to go see how it flies on on uh, Crusader. It's going to be awful, but um, <laughs> it'll look cool. Yeah, I definitely. I, yeah, it's for sure. I will. I will definitely be seeing how nice the explosions are. Yeah, yeah low flying <laughs> for sure. I want to oh. low fly a BMM. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to barrel roll. I'm going to probably do is see what I can fit in the hangar and then see if I can dock whatever that is, the the biggest thing possible um, into the hangar while moving at top speed. Naturally. Oh yeah. Cause the hangar has that door that has that garage door that comes down. It's like, it's like, and then opens up like that, you know? Yeah. yeah, And and then it comes down and you got to go in this little hole, but it goes into the giant cargo hold. So what could you fit in there? (laughs) Yeah. You just got to get through that hole. (laughs) 
the, 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 the one thing that everyone's going to do is to see how well it explodes and how pretty it looks when it blows up. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I would like to do some bounty missions and just ram people with it. I think that's... Yeah. that's mm-hmm. Have I would, some... I, uh, good. Go set up some like RP like trade state stop. Like, hey, you guys want to just come uh, buy some things here? Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> another point. Sit out, out, sit out, sit out by ports and just be like, hey, you guys want to come on and uh, look at my things? What do you want to buy? You know, Back in inventory. Back you can just drop things yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put it out in little tables. Just drop it on the table. Here you go. I, I'm send me the UEC. That's the thing, though. I think that when the BMM comes out, we'll have the mechanics for for trading, like a, like setting up the BMM as a like a, a trade port or a trade, oh, a trade the, station. The mobile bazaar is on. That's that's yeah. that's what I'm I mean. It would be just sure. the buying. It would really well. They already have it in the, the the colors black now, right? Where you can have that shared storage. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it, it's pretty much that, except making it so that you're setting prices for items in your inventory mm-hmm. and people are just buying that. And then you just have to have like your currency saved in that as well. But outside of that, that's all you would need. Well, at it's, least it's for not, testing. It's not just that though. Cause it's also NPCs being able to go up and uh, knowing that you have a shop going in and buying the stuff from it as well. So I think it works. It'll probably work the same way. Cause I think NPCs work the same way as players with that, where like they can access the inventory and such. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question comes from Pacecape, who asks, is there a chance Pyro, Nyx, etc. will be playable before server meshing and all that good stuff? Doubt it. No. I doubt it. That's a hard yeah. no for me. Um, Unless they want to completely separate them, where you cannot jump between them, yeah. and it's its own system that you log in from the menu. That's the only way I could see it actually getting into the game, but I doubt they're going to want to do that. You know, they might be their own separate servers. I think that's what the first initial static meshing is, their own separate servers, but they're going to be meshed together so that you're loading between them in-game, not through a menu. My other concern, though, is Pyro is so big that Stanson already is it's performant enough, but I couldn't imagine it being any bigger. Um, so Pyro may just require server meshing to exist. I don't know how big Nix is, though. Yeah, I, I think I think they're they're both that big. I think Nix is almost as big as Pyro, if that bigger. Um, I, I, the other thing is 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 like the the ability, the amount of time it would take to build the systems, make them working, and then code them in so that you log in from the menu at the at that point. That amount of work seems like a lot of work for something that they're like on the edge of getting done. Like, yeah, no, I have no idea what that would tell. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I, I, I don't know how much it would ent- entail, but whenever I, I always try to catch myself when I say something like, uh, like, oh, it's pretty simple. What I usually, I usually have to say, it's like, it's using the current tech that they already have kind of, kind of, kind of caveat because nothing yeah. in gaming is simple. <laughs> nothing in, in programming yeah. is simple. Um, it always takes a lot longer than you realize, not just to develop, but also to test and implement. So Nix is 39 AU. Okay. Oof. Yeah, it's big. It's <laughs> twice the size of Pyro, so that's to give you a concept. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, definitely server meshing then. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to do it anyways because fifty people in, in that huge of an area just doesn't make a lot of lot of sense either. So, oh, not at all. Yeah, yeah. no. Town's the only reason why uh, Crusader feels big again. So, yeah, just because there's a lot of people going down to Jumptown or uh, Nine Tails, which I keep missing Nine Tails. Yeah, imagine Jumptown though, yeah, with same here. just th- with only three systems and server meshing with larger player numbers. Oh, that's gonna be. Oh, they really need to make that dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> before with they do that, a hundred <laughs> players chilling at Jumptown, all you know, oh, the, the server. But like, nope, mine now. <laughs> the amount, the amount of just just sheer nonsense that'll happen on that shard when two hundred player orgs decide they want to jump town. Like, all right, cool. I'm not going to come anywhere near that. The, the, <laughs> no the one's getting any money now. <laughs> the, the the scrap alone would bury that outpost. Like you just you have to like move the scrap with like a like a tractor beam just to get to the entrance. You know, because <laughs> someone crashed Salve- an interest on it. <laughs> you know, Being a salvager would be more profitable than trying to go get jump town. <laughs> Landing gears everywhere from yeah. blown up ship. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Ionic Gecko, who asks: If a major feature is delayed to next year, what would hurt you the most? Which feature would hurt me the most if it was delayed next year? 
I guess persistence. No, no, no. I'll, I'll change my mind. Uh, Gen 12 renderer. If they had to delay that that long, I would be very hurt. Yes. Yes, that one. It's a performance issue, and not everybody has a hot rod of a PC. Yeah. I agree. Definitely Gen 12 renderer. And I'm noticing, uh, since I'm an all AMD build, I'm noticing some weird stuff going on visually compared to NVIDIA cards I've had. So, need it. Yeah, I'm still rocking a 1080, so that would be good. But I, th I th my game breaking one is actually the static server meshing. That's kind of the one that's going to be like, I need to see this mm -hmm. work. Yeah. I need to see this working. To me, that things. would be massively disappointing, but I'd understand because it's not been done before. Yeah, um, not, to, not to the scale and to the degree that CIG wants, so yeah. Yeah. That's why I said the static one, the yeah. first one, not the dynamic. The dynamic, <laughs> oh. I know, is going to be an entire cluster of yeah. worms that they need to get into, but if it's this, oh, just a sure. static between a few servers statically hard-coded between them then i feel like if they miss the ball on that then i'm gonna be like what mm -hmm. yeah are you doing <laughs> uh by the way correction videos, if not <laughs> nix is 11 au not 39 au but still that's about oh, the same okay. size as uh, uh, pyro is 13 au so it's about the same size it's still twice the size of stanton so yeah. oh, still yeah, big enough bigger. to need some some meshing going on yeah all right. Next question comes from Mount Stunner, who asks, uh, what elements that could get complicated this year do you think would lead to the greatest amounts of new gameplay for us? Ooh. Or completed. I'm sorry, not compl completed. Completed. What elements that, are, that, sh that could be completed this year would lead to the greatest amounts of gameplay? Being able to sell our loot would be small and very impactful, I think. I find myself collecting loot compulsively, and it's fun. And mainly to just to make sure I have equipment everywhere. <laughs> Fellow loot the, goblin. Fellow loot yeah, goblin. Oh, oh, yes. for sure. <laughs> I feel like the biggest thing, though, for me is going to be the cargo refactor. Because mm -hmm. once we get physicalized cargo and we can disable ships, stop the ships, board the ships, and steal and loot, then piracy will be a real thing and not yeah. just killing people till they blow up. People are actually going to be able to stop you and pirate you and take your stuff for profit. So that's going to be the, I feel like the biggest kind of change is the cargo refactor that will add an entire level of gameplay that isn't really done right now or able to be yeah. done right now. It, it's a difference between just getting into dogfights to get into dogfights. Now it's like, you might have something valuable on board. I don't want to lose that. Can I mm -hmm. convince you to give it to me violently or otherwise? Oh my God. <laughs> Arms. I think I, I'm going to say, um, gosh, it was in my brain that then I, then I lost it. Um, the more refactor. No, the, the, the more, oh, what is it called? Uh, the quanta more stuff being on the quanta system. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. So like we can actually start seeing that happening, but also like more NPCs that we can interact with, like the missions being more based off of the dynamic nature of the universe. That could start this year, and I think that will change a lot because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm used to go here, get mission, do thing, bit bing bada boom, I'm done, and that it's all know, empty feeling. And yeah, that also ties in with. The uh, the server meshing with um, because once uh, once the quanta turn into subsumption, they're eventually going to be ran on their own separate server, so they're not going to be bogging down the server that the players are on. So it, it's that's that's a whole other can of worms too. There's so many cans of worms. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why this year seems very uh, very make or break almost because a lot of the tech they're implementing they're implementing they're just implementing three major things right now, which is the finishing up the uh, Gen 12 renderer, the uh, persistence and server meshing. There's other things, obviously. But those three things are just, they like explode into like a thousand different things that will happen in Star Citizen as a result. Just just persistence alone will uh, cause, like is the beginning of the shard system, 
which will then allow you to uh, persist everything. You be able, should be able to log out anywhere and log back in anywhere. 30K is officially dead as dead. Uh, like there's, there's so many things that will change. Like you, like where you don't just like log out and be like, ah, cool. I'll just end up back at my, at the station after I'm done. It's like, no, you'll be back there on the planet when you log back in because you logged out on the planet, you know, <laughs> no. I hope you have enough oxygen and your ship comes back, you know, uh, I test that all the time. Escaping. You almost always end up by, by the star. If you log off in bed in a plant on a planet, you'll uh, spawn in at the center of Stanton. But mm -hmm. if you're in deep space, you'll be fine. You'll show yeah. up where you are. Almost. But almost. I mean, but I mean, in, in the future with persistence, like now, if you like log out, if you just log out, not log out like in a bed, but like you just log out of the, the game, you'll just respawn mm -hmm. back at the last place you were. Oh, now that would be nice. <laughs> but in but in persistence, with persistence coming out, when you log out, say in Daymar's surface, you just log out. You don't get into the bed. You just you know exit the game. Then the next time you pop in, you just pop back in where you were in Daymar's surface. It's like ah, well, <laughs> how am I going to get yeah. back? So yeah, I, yeah. I think they should also introduce maybe a um, escape option so that you can't really. And just kind of disable the ability to backspace if they're going to have that in. I feel like mm -hmm. they should have an unstuck button that you could use like every 30, maybe with a 30 minute cooldown to get out of situations that you might be stuck in. Mm -hmm. But unstuck I, would be great. I'd but falling I through feel, the planet or whatever. <laughs> I feel like if they're going to re release persistence like that, they should also remove the uh, I'm going to just backspace and respawn at a hospital mm -hmm. instantly yeah. <laughs> to get out of the situation. Make people work Before it if they I want to kill themselves. Yeah. Right. But, like, no, get a space Uber. Come on. We have we have the we have beacons for a reason. We have the Send technology. One. <laughs> um speaking of quanta, uh just with 316's change to having in atmosphere bounties, uh that for some reason makes quanta feel more real in my brain of just imagining more ships coming and going from uh outposts and whatnot, uh piloted by NPCs. And uh, it grounds me a lot more into the game when I'm going yeah. after uh, a bounty in Atmo. So uh, excited to see what Quanta will do for us. Yeah, because like for right now, it's, you know, um, uh, CS1 bounties, you know, first level bounties are always going to be uh, starter ships. In the future, the CS1 bounty isn't going to be based off the ship. It's going to be based off the criminal. So you might have yeah. to. So it's no longer going to be like, oh, they're going to be in this, this, you know, this Aurora. Now they may, may, may be in a uh a Starfarer, but you don't you don't just shoot the Starfarer, it's just one dude who's on the on the ship, so you're gonna have to figure out how to get to him, kind of thing. Yeah, there might be uh, innocent people on that Starfarer and they're yeah. riding along and nobody knows that they have a crime stat. I mean like that, that that's already how it is with player bounties. You get mm -hmm. you get you get a bounty for a player and you show it to him and it's like, oh, they're actually in a hammerhead with six people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you're yeah. like, it's just the one guy who messed up and got a crime stat for this entire party, but you got his bounty. So you're like, what am I going to do? Or they're definitely right. going to protect him, but I can't yeah. shoot first. Yeah. I'll bend in that mission. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Next. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Ionic Gecko, who asks, with the full Gen 12 implementation, do you think we'll see volumetric clouds on Hurston and Arcorp? I mean, they already have that tech in. I think it's just a matter of them actually taking the time to transfer it over and to, to convert the old clouds to the new cloud texture. New cloud. I think tech. that could happen now. It's a matter of like building the art for it and getting it into the asset. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that Gen Twelve would halt that or make it happen. Um. Yeah. I. I. It'll make I think it more performant. Yeah. But I, that's about I, it. I think I think they they may hold back on some of the implementations just until they have it fully in. But uh, I, yeah, I think I, they, we'll definitely see volumetric clouds in Hurston and Arcorp as soon as they can put them in because they want to because they're cool. It seems it, did, it didn't seem like it was much of an issue. It, it didn't seem like it was yeah. much of an issue for for um, Microtech. Like they yeah. they literally put it in the next patch after they put in the, the volumetric clouds for um, uh, for Crusaders. So. Uh, I'd imagine that internal builds, they already have it working. It's just a matter of, does it hurt help with performance or hurt with performance? And so, yeah, well, I guess Microtech has a much more earth like atmosphere. So I think Microtech was simple for them to just sort of like, okay, let's make it look like earth clouds. It's white clouds, all that sort of thing. Whereas 
Crusader, it's a much more of an art-driven thing. It may be for Hurston and Art Corp, too. Yeah, Hurston's going to be a lot more just brown. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also, they also really want to do rain on Art Corp. Like, they, they obviously want to oh, do gosh. rain. So, yes. So, the, and they also may be waiting on, like, tech for, like, rain tech or uh, other things like that to make that work, so. That's so What's extra, that? but they would. I also know CIG mentioned that our corp isn't supposed to be entirely all city. There are supposed to be oceans on it. Mm-hmm. So that's going to probably wait until like a whole rework of our corp. Underwater and cities, Bioshock and Star Citizen. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got uh, four more questions left. Del um, uh, Inar asks, what would you like to see added to ship slash uh, ship ship fight slash combat systems this year. Mine's simple. Damage types. More variety of damage types like radiation and uh, like mm. essentially, essentially that, that whole thing which leads to armor and like the swap over from damage being like you've got a health pool to being like your component health matters most. So it actually physicalized FPS damage. Ships? Uh, for ships. Ship fight slash combat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that would be interesting if like a is it tachyon pul- yeah. plasma gun or something like that? Uh, if that would do radiation damage or something, that would be cool. Mm. And also acid or something like that. Mm. That'd be that'd be cool. Just be like, you know, we're just yeah. be like we're just gonna, we're gonna shoot acid plasma to melt these armors <laughs> and stuff. But no, I'm I'm really excited for the the ar- the actual physicalized damage where you can actually destroy components and and off sh- and like off ships where the act of it's, it'll be a lot more common to disable a ship through damage and mm-hmm. and through both distortion so that you can actually have that thought to yourself of, do I just need to disable this ship or am I actually trying to kill this person? So then that, the act of killing someone is actually one of intent mm-hmm. versus just... Obligation. It's It feels yeah. weird being a bounty hunter and just killing people constantly. Yeah. So <laughs> that uh, or pirating, sometimes you just want the goods, you know? Uh, someone's asking, is physicalized damage supposed to make it this year? No, it's not. There's nothing that indicates it, but there are discussions that they've been having and they've been talking about uh, about it, that it's it seems like it's being worked on. And I think it's on the, it's, it, it may be on the progress tracker as well. So I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't have anything on the roadmap for the last two quarters, last half of this year yet. Yeah, which, which should happen like, at the end of this month. So I feel like that's determined on ships going gold standard as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of ships that just haven't been touched with anything like that. And there's, what, 100 plus at this point? Yeah. The, that are flight- well, a lot of them are also variants. So, like, when they say 100 plus, they also count, like, all of the 300 variants, all of the Aurora variants, all of the Mustang variants. Okay. So they always – it's actually more like 50, but, like – still a lot. It's still a lot, yeah. Um. That's a good question, Christiana. I'll, I'll, I'll answer, ask that. Will CIG put any limits to prevent huge pirate org domination when meshing sh- uh, shard limit is put into place? Example, now 30 to 40 people group dominate jump town, shard, bubble, when meshing comes uh, with no chance of complete uh, to, to compete because player limit is 50 now for That's the server. That's my concern with, with yeah. in real game, in real money, sorry, in real life money purchases is my concern in general for Star Citizen is an org being able to completely dominate a place. Maybe good, maybe bad, but mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like once the game systems are there, they'll eventually be escalated to have, you know, NPCs show up who are actually capable of fighting. So that it's just like, okay, this massive massive pirate org is pirating people. Okay, the UE is going to send Two, two Idrises and a Bengal over there and a lot of mm. fighters and try and stomp them out because yeah. they're just being too controlling and no players can get in there. So game systems should eventually kick in to be like, we need to stop this. Yeah, that would solve it for sure. Uh, and, and even if we had something like a jump town in like Pyro, uh, you'd have other rival gangs which are also trying to make their mark. So, you know, you'd have maybe Xenothreat show up and be like, hey, Stop squatting on our territory and then slap them, you know. Um, if, yeah. if it's all one shard, then yeah, absolutely that can happen. Because if yeah. it's 50 players just in a server, then of course they can dominate it super fast. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, but I also think that, you know, it's important to remember that the way that they want to do the game is they want to have at the very least a shard for every single, uh, area and have at least a hundred players per server, not per shard, but a hundred players per server. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea being that you have a shard that might have 10,000 players or a hundred thousand players or a million players in that shard, but each server is kind of separated. Uh, we just don't have a full understanding of how CIG wants to do their servers yet uh, because they don't know the upper limits of the of the experience. So we're still kind of waiting on that. Um, so, Relying on the UEE is definitely a good point, though, as far as yeah. just in-game, how they'll manage things like that. Yeah, they'll, 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 to a degree, they want that to happen, but they want to have it in specific locations. So, uh, like, they, they don't mind, like, if a if an org is managing to control like dominate an entire system because they just have that many people, get another number of people and go fight that org in that system. Yeah. Like that's, that's that's what you're supposed to do. You know, you're not guaranteed gameplay. It's what the, the nature of the open world. So exactly. Um, all right. Next question comes from uh, Trouble Magnet, who asks: Will the BMM be a good ground vehicle transport, or will the Hercules still be better? Hercules, we don't for sure. I don't think I don't, we don't even know about the ground vehicle capacity of the uh, BMM. So I would definitely say the Hercules yeah. right now. Uh, that's yeah, a I, that's a floating shop. That's not really yeah. Because if anyone mentioned it, only has that one kind of lift elevator to get vehicles in. I don't think that's going to be big enough for a at least not. It wouldn't fit in a ballista, and I I would think so. Yeah, and you can fit like three ballistas in a in a uh, in a Hercules. So like you can. You can you can yeah. cat logic the the hell out of a out of a Hercules. I don't think you're going to want to put cat logic in with a a lift in the vehicle like a Bantam Merchantman. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, the the real the real issue is the Liberator, not not the Bantam Merchantman. The Liberator is going to be the one that's going to make the Hercules much less viable. But yeah, Hercules, I, I imagine they'll be used in tandem a lot. Yeah, the Hercules can also land in hot zones. The Liberator is a giant brick. <laughs> the liberator so has three of its pads exposed yeah and it's it's just like if the hercules is contained you have nothing exposed hercules is more of a hot zone drop but not super hot and then liberators far back you know they're mm. gonna the yeah. vehicles that drops are going to travel a while yeah the mm. liberator is much more for transporting ba- base of operations than actually hot zone drops <laughs> yeah uh, all right, last two questions. Uh, Steve V. Dancer asks, with the hand tractor beam out and the video of the ship tractor beams, do you feel SRVs will be released this year? Yeah. As long as, I think the SRV might be the first ship that, that that comes out when we have ship tractor beams, just because it's a giant showcase. And it's yeah. just a, it's just a souped up uh, Argo cargo. It's just an MPUV with a giant uh, tractor beam on its butt. That's all it is. Yep. You know, and and, and a lot of what we've been the, doing Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, you go. You go ahead. Okay. A lot of what we've been doing is uh, game loops that require the tractor beams. So I think, in a sense, they're getting a ton of data from tractor beam use, and they're sort of proving it as a as a concept for the ship. So I, th- I think we'll see it quite soon. Yeah. Also, when the tractor beams come online, we'll also have the probably the tractor beam for the caterpillar and the mm-hmm. Drake Cutlass Black come online too. So that'd be good to yep. see. Yeah. And and the other thing to remember is that the Argo, uh, the Argo line is getting fleshed out a lot. We had the MPUV, we we had the the mole, and then we had the the raft. So like they already have that s- standard set, so it wouldn't be pretty difficult for them to put to pump that out there. I love the raft. Like I I don't own one. I don't think I will own one. But I I love the interior of the raft. I think they really have yeah. to style down for Argo. So it's the it's, best. It's, it's perfect. Next to the that next to the four hundred i, it's the best designed interior of the game, hands down. I, oh, yeah. I I could easily live on the raft. I could be like, this is my home. Like I can I can sit there, chill, watch TV there. Like I, I that's how I feel like when I get in a raft and it's just like, and walk around it. It's just like I can see myself actually living in it. It's like Not an apartment. Really with it's an apartment that really also is. transports cargo. You know, it's just amazing. So. Um, with like all right. room to put up a Christmas tree or whatever, if you wanted to like decorate it. Yeah, know? it's or, like or, an actual human space. Yeah, it feels like you could live in it, which is nice. Yeah. Which is what I always say. That's something that CIG's been doing a lot. Is like a lot of spaces, like the 400i and the raft, are big examples of like 
CIG is designing spaces that look like they're livable rather than just mm-hmm. being, we got to cram a bed in here somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Last question comes from Kordath who asks, do you think they will still release the whole a in Q1 or wait for the cargo refactor in 318? I think they'll release it. I, I don't even without cargo. I don't think it needs the cargo refactor for it to be working. Because the cargo refactor is to physicalize the cargo. You can still yeah. slot in cargo without the cargo refactor. So I and their ships are generally released on time. So I, yeah, you're right. Um, the docking is also in, in existence. So I don't see why the whole series can't exist. I don't think the whole C is because the whole C can't land with its full when it's fully laden, but the whole A can. So we may oh, well laden. Yeah, it can it okay. can it can carry because it's it's got these two side booms rather than the mm-hmm. the, the, the the quad quad booms. It only has two, and it carries. Oh, I thought its, I had the quads. Nah, it's got the two, okay. just the two. So when it lands, it lands. It has the booms on the side. So I think it, we may have a situation where the whole A is done. And released, but you can't remove the boom. So you like you it's always the same have as the raft. <laughs> yeah, same as the raft. So you've got these giant cargo containers that are on the side of your ship that you can't remove and you can't close it down. But it's always going to be like that because you can do you know for both of those. So it's a um, it's a big sail that you're going to be flying in, in that mode. Yeah, sounds awful. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be flying that. I'm not I'm not a the big bare bones cargo runner. I'm more of a fps yeah. guy so <laughs> I, th- I think it'll i think it'll be fun um but i still i could still see it getting slipped if cig is like no we don't want to release like that but cig's you know the same kind of people who will re- they did release a raft you know it was technically usable so toss it out there so. yeah. yeah and that got lots of criticism but honestly i'm glad they released it because it's just an enjoyable ship to be in and see and it, it looks cool yeah. And- yeah. yeah the raft is actually a good example of my point of like they can still release it. They could still have, it still has a cargo capacity. Cargo still works right now. You don't need to wait for the entire rework for them to put out the ship. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, we just got rated by subliminal at the end, but we're, we're finishing up. So that was the end of our question and answer session. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us here tonight at the Astro pub. Um, if you enjoy uh, this content, we are live every Saturday from 3 PM at 3 PM Pacific, 6 PM Eastern, 11 PM UTC, uh, where yeah. we, we do all of these, <laughs> these, these, um, content with hands. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's doing stupid shit. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, but yeah, feel free to join us, there, us, us here live. Um, you know, make sure that you're watching uh, Nick and Humek and on their their perspective social medias and channels and and YouTube and such. And uh, like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. Thank you. Bye. Later, y'all. Bye.